welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Relatable, where we discuss real topics unfiltered. I'm Jada. I'm Michaela. I'm Jamila. And we just want to thank everyone so much for the support again on our first two episodes. And we are now verified on Apple Podcasts, so now Woo-hoo. you guys can check us out on Apple and SoundCloud. Links right. in the bio. Links in the bio, yes. This episode, we are going to be talking about the divide within the black community, um, black men of blank, black men against black men, black women against black women, black men, black women, and just the violence that you know is such at like the basic of our race. Out of one, the foundation, say, the foundation. Okay, so <laughs> let's just kick it off with the first question. Okay. Have you guys ever ex- have you guys ever had an experience where you felt that you weren't accepted? in the black community or you weren't black enough to be black (laughs) (laughs) who want to start who want to start what who want to go first let me just get this out of the way i feel like i've had experiences where i've been not black enough and even too black like i don't like can they just be black i've had experiences where i've been called whitewashed because of the way i speak because i'm i don't i'm not too ratchet i'm not too loud i'm not too this and not too that and let me tell you something my attitude it's just depending on the vibe. If we're going out, guess what? I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to be docile. I'm not going to be, you know, um, timid. If I'm going out and I'm having fun, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you can call me any race you want. And when I'm at, you know, school or like I just know there's a time and place for everything, yeah. then I'm going to act the appropriate way. It doesn't have to do with race. It has to do with how my black mom told me how to do things. You know, present yourself in the right way at the right time. No, I've had experiences, so yeah, being too whitewashed. And then I remember I've had experiences where I'm so black. I remember in high school, I was talking to one of my friends about getting a nose ring. And they were like, oh, don't do that. You're going to look too black. You look too ratchet. I don't know, man. What does too black mean? I'm so What is What is a piece of jewelry have to I do mean, with how I black I am? In so our brown, yeah, South Asians, are they, they black now? They were like they get nose rings pretty early. At they a get young some age. big ass nose yeah, rings so too. Why is it that when we we put a, a nose ring or a jewelry and it's now we're ghetto. ghetto? So what about you? Um, for me, in terms of like being in within our own community and how our own race judges me or looks at me, it's more about like my skin color. So I am Jamaican, Trinidadian, and Liberian. So I am black. But I happened to be born with very light skin. So a lot of the time, people within our own culture assume that I am biracial, which is frustrating because I feel like when they do approach me and make the comment, oh, you look, are you mixed race or whatever? It also follows with, oh, you're so beautiful. You must be mixed with such and such. And when someone says that to you, it's saying, that non-black part of you is why you're beautiful and Mm -hmm. that's offensive so it's very infuriating it's frustrating when i go about my daily life and someone will stop and literally say things like that to me um and and sometimes like darker skinned girls sometimes will give me a harder time because i am lighter skinned and i can't i didn't get to decide what my skin tone was going to be when i was born or being you know Mm -hmm. developed in the womb it wasn't my choice so yeah it's kind of frustrating it's kind of difficult I just sometimes I'll try to like explain to people why they can't say things like that to people who are lighter skinned because you know 
it's derogatory and it's offensive. And I wish our community community could just come together and just like stop this whole colorism thing. Like no one, everyone, I feel like sometimes it's kind of not for black people. Mm-hmm. We're one race. So it would be nice if our own race could be kind to one another when we don't have any like allies yeah. on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, because everyone loves being black, loves the culture until mm-hmm. it's really time to be black. Yeah, mm-hmm. when, the, when the police comes, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So it's true. Like we have to stand together because at the end of the day, we can't run away from being black. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I think the only time I've really ever experienced where I wasn't ex- not even like accepted but put down for my race was in elementary school where this guy was like, "Oh, Jada, you're pretty, but like you're pretty for a black girl." And I feel like everyone like at some point has experienced being told like you're either. You're pretty, just not pretty enough to be in the realm of what it means to be the beauty standard of, like, you know. Or, like, elite. how prettier would you be if this and this yeah. were changed to yeah. more Euro features? Mm-hmm. But going back on what Michaela said, there is a divide where, where black people aren't coming together to form a stronger base. And within our community, we're kind of just fighting with one another while everyone else on the outside is also fighting Excelling. against us. Yeah, yeah, and they're fighting against us too. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So, why do you think there is such like a divide within the black community to go? Why do you think that we can't be supportive of one another when it's for the benefit of the good? I think it's internalized racism. Mm-hmm. Like we've, for the longest time, for centuries, we've been enslaved. We've had to deal with segregation and all the those ideologies of european ideals or whatnot have been internalized within our own community so now we take these things that have been projected onto us our people and we're applying it within our own community so now when we look at one another we're like oh in order to be beautiful in order to be successful in order to have the best things of life you have to be lighter skinned darker skin with darker skin you couldn't achieve those same things but do you think that there is maybe some truth to it not that you have to no, not that you have to be lighter skinned to be successful, but like we've all done it where you're at your co op placement, you're t- speaking to a teacher, you're not gonna speak to the teacher how I speak to you or how you speak to Jamala. You're gonna, you know, put on your, your workplace voice or your your white voice. voice yeah, and, you know, of course. just be more professional because we think that, oh, the way I talk to my friends, the way I kiki with my friends, that's not more approachable, more approachable to the, yeah, to, to them. The, so I think a different year. Yeah. A so lighter year. Yeah, there's like some kind of truth to but us I feel conforming like to the standards of what it means to be accepted by everybody. Um, to go on what you just said, I know from my mom, she was in Jamaica all her life until her late twenties, early thirties, and when she came down here, a, like an accent that's been there for twenty years, she felt like she had to drop completely just to get a job. And now she has a good job and good benefits, but I don't know if she could have got that position or people would have took her seriously in college if she didn't do that. It's just unfortunate that we have to go through that. And then I think it's funny too, because I'm pretty sure like it's not just here in like Western culture where it's the predominant like white race who's kind of like, you know, dictating how society should behave and whatnot and think. I bet you if we went to Jamaica or if you went to parts of Africa, it's the same thing there, too. And it's all back to like what I said before. I believe it's because of internalized racism. 
Um, going a little bit more back to why do you, why do we think there's a divide in the black community? I think it's it's internalized racism. And I remember at one point my dad brought up is that um, black people are so used to hoarding their house and furniture. You have your furniture, you have your knickknacks, knickknacks. You have the couch you can't um, go on with the plastic. You have all those glass cases with all these like um, you know glass figures and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, it's a part of like you know that mentality that as slaves we had nothing so now we feel that we have to have everything, everything. and hold on to everything and now i feel like onto the younger generation they don't really necessarily have a house or the knickknacks but they want to show off with the clothes and the cars and, the, and this and that so i feel like the divide is that we're all trying to just remind each other that we got it you may not got it but i'm you need to know that you i got I'm it better than you like Got a flex for everyone. Yeah, just to just it's just like showing people I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm good, and I'm probably I'm wanting to show you that, that I, I might be better than I you. Have value. Is it like that? I I made it past the struggle that that's put upon us. Like yeah. I made it past. Like I have the money. Like I have the, the yeah. It's fully intentional. It's just a way of being like okay, like no one can think that I don't have it because yeah. I'm black. I already have that strain of being black against everyone else, so no one can think that I don't have it or tell you that you're broke and. Going back on what you said, Jamala, about us valuing valuing success more, I guess you can see how we, in the black community, success kind of surpasses servitude. So we value having nice things and more than we value serving our community and helping, helping our community succeed past what people think we cannot. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and to be honest, it, sounds, it might sound wrong how I say this, but... You can't really blame some people, including the youth, because look at social media. Like most black people, are the people that are like stunting and having the most. So yeah, those are the, the message you know what I mean. There's definitely a lot of great black advocates, amazing people. But what we see a lot is the money, the cars, the clothes. You know what I mean? But I, I don't think that's an excuse. To it's be not. Like, but like, because I understand. I, how the youth can get influenced to thinking that way. I don't. I don't understand how the youth can get anything. Because if that's true, the then it can apply to us too. We're exactly. not being influenced. The so. majority of the people that are, look, like, the people that follow all these people that have money and stuff probably don't have money themselves. I think those same values, like the things that we're talking about in terms of, like, how our community defines success through materialistic things, those ideals, those ideologies are what these youth are learning within their own households because you were the... You were talking about how look at your if you go to your grandparents' home and you look at the type of furniture they have or knickknacks or whatever. It's all like very luxurious, extravagant things. It's all being, you know, projected onto the youth within their own homes. But I don't even think like that. Like I just think youth in general are looking at these things as, oh, that's what I need to have because we don't have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's true too. someone who's in money isn't gonna look at like, oh, I need to get that Lamborghini unless they really want it, unless they have the funds to buy it. But people like us who don't have the funds for Lamborghini or nice watches or something like that, mm-hmm. like, oh wow, I really need to get that to prove that, like, hey, you know, I I have that's, something in my pocket. That's true. Like a lot of the time when you live in poverty, majority of your life, and that's like another thing mm-hmm. that's very predominant within the black community. Most of us have grown up in poverty Mm -hmm. um you're always growing up seeing all these things that you wish you had Mm -hmm. and then the chance when you get the chance or the opportunity to actually acquire these things which again are materialistic you take it because you never had it as a child and i know you're not trying to use social media as an excuse but using yeah social media saying that the reason why 
young people want all these lavish things because we see it on social media. Because I follow, yeah, I've Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, all all these people who have all this money. But I'm not gonna be like think like, oh, okay, I need to have this. I need to have this. I need to, because I know I know the lifestyle that they have, and I know that maybe if I work hard at my you know career and my schoolwork, that maybe I can someday achieve that. But right now, what what am I? What am I really doing? Social media is an, an influence. It makes it's an influence if you make it and influence, influence you. you. Yeah. No, I definitely think you're right. But I and I wasn't trying to say it's the only thing, but I'm saying that it and it really can not not to everyone. We're saying it doesn't apply to everyone like you, you, me, but it can apply to a lot of people. And think of someone that's young who's literally on Instagram all the time yeah. and doesn't have anything. Young minds the are only thing they can think about is finally when you get something so they can put it on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's true. a it's an alleyway to finally show show off even more what you have, you know? It's like bigger than going to school and get you got your outfit. You know what I mean? How good did people feel? When you finally got a little something, you could show off your outfit at school. But now you can show it to thousands of people. You know what I'm trying to say? It would just be nice if our community could come together and support one another, support black businesses, and just, you know, excel at life as one race. Because all these other communities are doing it. Why can't we do the same thing? I feel like it's always harder for black people to just support one another. Yeah. We're always fighting against each other. always fighting against each other. And I really, like, I get it's... I guess we can put it back to the internalized racism or, like, you know, we're still mentally enslaved in that way that, you know. But I don't understand, like, we've seen, especially in the political, I don't want to, like, bring politics into it, but we've just seen how society's moving forward and moving with colored people and minorities. I don't know why we feel that there just needs to still be this strong divide on how we go about with our business how we go about with serving others and respecting one another people like one mm-hmm. another respecting one another we need to invest in businesses invest our money in our own community yeah amongst our own people amongst and our own kind and it will help us all yeah. to like be successful as one race and think about it the businesses that we support the most are not run. Think about by even black going people. to the like hair store. Hair store, yeah. It's, it's run remote. by Asians. What the hell? <laughs> that don't make no kind of sense. <laughs> right? Why am I paying three, four hundred dollars for weave from an Asian man? Like I don't get it. It's true. That, even, that can't even tell you about the product. They can't. And who who do they have working for them? Black people. What the hell? <laughs> oh hell no! I don't get it. I I was one of them. <laughs> Or even like the designers. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Right? Designers. We buy all these. I can I can count like about disrespectful. I can count about five on my hand about if I think about black designers, but everyone else, you know what I mean? So it just shows you like that's what we're investing in. It's not I'm not saying like stop buying stop buying movies. We're even investing in racism. Like we're not saying like, oh, um, stop buying Gucci as movie because we need to support local black businesses. No, spend your money how you want to spend your money. But just think of what they do what's going on behind the scenes exactly like even think about like the h&m incident with the little boy who wore that shirt with the what what happened it was a monkey and it said something about the white the white little boy had a shirt that said i'm the the king of the jungle yeah and then the black boy had a shirt that said i'm the monkey that's what it said yeah something along oh hell no coolest monkey but guess who's still shopping at h&m my people's I'm still That's, shopping at H&M. I still shop there, too. Yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> but I think people have to realize in that instance is that it wasn't the entire company saying, I love that shirt. Like, you even got 
like the people in the retail store they did they opened that package and they saw they saw that shirt and they had to put it on the rack. Like, it had to be uncomfortable for that. So would you say that that same logic applies to, is it the Gucci incident with the noose around the black person's neck or whoever who was modeling their clothes? Oh. Or the, the what's that? that? Was, the noose was Burberry. Okay, which, and the Gucci which was, was the, the lips? The, the, the red the lips. lips. So would you say that same logic applies to that company? Because I don't feel like it does. That's like... Even mm. though Gucci is a well-known brand, I can like picture in my head the people making these decisions about what designs to put out is a small. They're all yeah. a few, a handful of people in a small room sitting down, looking at these things that they know are racist, and still saying, "Yeah, let's put it out on the runway and put it in I'm stores." Not to, no, I'm not trying to justify it, but maybe it's so naive. They, yeah, they're just naive. They don't see how they're crossing the line. Yeah. How naive Yeah, can but honestly, I, I totally can see, like, unfortunately, that someone can be so naive because, like, my sister said when she went to, like, France, you know, there was so much racism or, like, if you saw if her, she went to France with um, Asian classmates and they're literally going, oh, le chinois, le chinois, that means Chinese because they are so naive. They haven't seen anything like that. It's not they normal. Asians it's new. In Paris. Or it's, it's, it's not, not it's as dominant. normal to see so much different Paris, type of people. So I'm trying to understand. So I understand why, <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Like, there can be some naiveness. But honestly, when I saw that noose, <laughs> that, that, was, that noose just ruined everything. The like, there's so many, there there's a lot of other instances, but that noose just really hit me. That really made me upset. A I, piece of rope around your... But again, like, it's oh because my gosh. we don't have people... Being in those, allies or advocating. Yeah, but not even just advocating. Like We don't have people that high up in the brand. I think we have black people working in the Gucci stores at the mall at Yorkdale. I feel like, or though, it's, it's, it's even, a, it's if we go, even if we do have our own kind high up, in like higher um, status levels with working within places like Gucci and Burberry, if they do speak up, they'll be looked at as being problematic. Yeah. And that kind of like makes us, it like impedes us from wanting to like so, yeah. say something, but wanting to stand up for ourselves. I don't know if this is actually going to make the cut, but can I ask you guys like, how can Why you be, <laughs> how? Yeah. You're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what looks racist and what does it in some instances. In others, it's very, very clear. But, like, say um, I go to an Indian wedding and my friend gives me the traditional clothing to wear. No, that's but that's not just, racist. That's yeah, not but what if, what if, like, next month I'm just feeling fit and I just go outside okay, of it? Well, Girl, why are you going out in a sari? That's what I'm in saying. In Toronto, please. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it was a instance I, no, I, I haven't I, gone I know, to I, wedding. I understand what you're saying. but Because some people just see it as fashion if it doesn't go to the extreme like someone like you know what i mean is it more acceptable very, to wear a sari if you're not from there's that a very religion fine versus line. the news there's a very fine line between no, appreciation the, and appropriation no but back to what you no the news jamala that's not a part of no one's culture a yeah sari that's racism. is a part of the hindu indian culture wearing a sari to their wedding if you're not gonna if they if you're a part of the bridal i'm party, not saying i'm wearing a sari up, tomorrow i just want to say what do you guys think about okay, it i'm think i'm saying like compared to the news the news, that's not a part of no one's culture. Yeah. That's, that's not, and that's first very, of all, that's not even part of the black culture. That's just mainly white people that started that. Yeah. So that's a part Lynching of their people. culture. Yeah. yeah. So wearing a sari to a wedding, that's being respectful to who invited you. If they ask you to wear a sari, I'm going to wear the sari because you invited me and I want to be respectful at your wedding. If I'm going to go down to the mall on a Saturday, I'm not going to wear a sari. I'm going to wear my regular, regular clothes. Exactly. I don't, that, I feel like, but then again, 
that's what i'm saying because like i like i remember there was this there was an incident just last week and i had my scarf over my head and this guy was like oh do you have do you know if there's somewhere to pray here and i was like pray and he's like yeah are you not muslim and i was like no i'm just wearing the scarf on my head he's like oh yeah it's pretty cold outside and i'm like you're right it's chilly but am i being disrespectful to muslims who were or like you weren't hijab. wearing it yeah, in the intention yeah, of it being yeah, a hijab you were just hijab. had in your hair yeah i feel like you're not there are black muslims too you got yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 sure i feel like that's what you but i feel like I you can like put a you can put a scarf <laughs> on your head without trying to be another Inshallah. culture mm-hmm. so yeah. that's why i'm saying like okay there's a scarf i can be my own culture even if like another culture was the same thing but yeah. what about like, where does but, where but does that where does that piece of clothing like where's the line that stops like but you not, can't wear this piece of clothing i'm not wearing it i'm not it's not i'm not going to school wearing the scarf to act like a muslim i'm yeah. going to school to go to scarf because my head was cold that's yeah. why i was wearing the scarf if my intentions were <clears throat> if my intentions were to let's just put it simply follow if you're going to wear something that you know has some kind of cultural significance and your intentions are to wear it to be for fun or as or looking at it as fashion or as a fashion statement then that is incorrect behavior do not do it if you're wearing something with cultural significance because you're trying to show respect or appreciation for the culture that is fine it's just that simple don't be outside wearing bindi dots on the middle of your head because you think it looks cool if you're wearing it i'm pretty sure it has um religious meaning behind it as well if you're wearing it for those intentions then that's fine no one's judging you i think there's a time and a place for it for it as well that's very true so why do you guys think that there's no support between black men and black women i think there's a lot of factors but one of them definitely is how um, black men have supported the idea of the angry black woman like supported that oh yes it is true you know what i mean like when you have an argument with someone for me as a black girl like i have to watch the way i react because the way i react is gonna look so much bigger to someone else i think it's also a part of the household you grew that you grew up in also a big part of it too i think i think me and jamila say this a lot too it's also about like breaking that cycle yeah so if you grew up in a household where you watched your father disrespect your mother or you watched your mother disrespect your father or you heard any of your parents say these derogatory comments or sh- share these stereotypical negative ideas of black men and women, it's your job to try and break that. Stop it. Let it end in your childhood, in the household that you grew up in, and do your best to raise black children and nurture them in a way in which they look at themselves as kings and queens. They look at themselves as being successful and being of worth and of value within our society. And look at the other sex the same way, too. Yeah. But I also think that it has to be both people have to take that step and be like, we can't hate each other right now. Look how many times black women have been taking that step and they've been either ridiculed or when they decide to take up a white man it's disrespectful now like serena yeah 
So she, Serena, and look how many times Serena has been disrespected. Like she got dogged. Laughed at about her body and her shape and everything. When she decides to marry a white man. Because Because the black community doesn't support her. Look how many, like, I mean, why would she go into something where they haven't supported her? They've made fun of her for how she looks and what she does. And then now she's with a white man. It's. I'm not saying she married him for money, but on top of that, this white man is very successful. You think they care if he wasn't successful? Not as much. So it goes back to hating other people for what they have, right? But who? But he's not more famous than Serena. No, but he. I don't even know who he is. He. uh, Oh my god! I don't care what he. He has his own company. He he has. Does it really matter? At the end of the day, it was just sad to see our community like attack her and kind of be like, "Oh, so black men weren't good enough for you?" And again, I think that's funny that there's like this what dynamic where yeah, because if, if black if a black man a gets woman, with a white woman or a hispanic woman or an asian woman no one has anything to say but exactly. when we start going out and venturing into other races and being in relationships with people from other backgrounds it's an issue i feel like we can also look at it in a in the terms where where when black women what am i trying to say not try to when not when they make a name for themselves but when they move the same way a man does it's it's completely it's diabolical they're turning against what we're supposed to be doing as a black you're being traitors it's, it's yeah. shocking it's shocking it's it's how could you but i can't believe that uh, you can even look at the example of the city girls and their twerk video look how, how many music <laughs> videos has there been where black black men have these black women twerking on stripper poles on their head tops doing flips and kabams but the minute these <laughs> ladies come together and create their, their own, own piece of video. work it's an issue it's an issue i and don't get it people hate on the city okay think whatever you want about the city girls but their message is very similar to, to every other music video that's rappers out there that you love they're talking about money they're talking about you know getting with a, getting being with sexually somebody explicit, yeah, yeah being explicit the same way guys love talking about being explicit but when it's a black girl and she has the power and she's talking about i want this it's i want the power i want to control the narrative it's an issue and i don't understand why why aren't we allowed to be powerful why aren't we allowed to be bold why can't I we express like ourselves it's only we're only we can only be powerful when it's benefiting someone them yeah, yeah. all right so we covered a lot today about the divide within the black community and what it means to be black and experience those um, ideal standards and racial standards. So is there any final words or thoughts that you guys would like to say before I end it off? I think a big takeaway is that we just have to go against the norm, go against what we've uh, been taught and been practiced to not support each other and really just get together it's now or never. There's too much violence. There's too much disrespecting each other. And we're not going to go anywhere if we keep having the same mentality. I and mean, it's up to us to even like, educate other people that still think like that. You know, we're all in this together. We all want to win. It's just, no, You don't have to win by yourself. I think my note to self and my note to everyone else is that the black community needs to come together and work with one another in one accord. Once we do that, we will be able to achieve great things. We need to break cycles and break these ideas and stereotypes that are being portrayed about our people because I know our people are capable of amazing things. I think we are all smart, strong, intelligent, and we are capable of being in loving relationships as well. And we are capable of creating this whole new generation that 
promotes this very positive image of what it means to be a black individual. I think my would mine would be to I think we need to start realizing the good that people within our community are doing and to kind of stray away from what it means to be successful. I think we need to focus on how we measure measure success. And success shouldn't be measured by the things we have, but success should be measured by how we support people and what we do to better our community and ourselves and our future community. Amen. Brothers and sisters, y'all. Kings and queens. Yeah. Black girl magic, black boy joy. Again, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Hashtag Relatable. If you listen this far, we appreciate it a lot. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud Mm -hmm. and Apple Podcasts because we are now on there. I'm Jada. I'm a KK. I'm Jamila. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, this girl with her relay. I'm so sick of it. Slow down. Oh my gosh.